You're listening to The Range, Gardner Webb University streaming and on-demand radio. And my name is Jeff, and in the studio with me, Matthew Tessnier, the big sports fan, our weekly conversation about all things sports. Hey, Matthew. It's good to be here. It's just good to be. Yeah, it's good, it's to, good to be. be. Um, Anywhere yeah. you are. Yeah, exactly. Lots going on, and we just had the big um, the big football game, the big national championship game, and it was exciting. It was exciting, and Clemson uh, tipped the tables this year. Last year we had Alabama with a five-point win. This year we had Clemson with a four-point win. So those two teams and those two programs and schools have delivered us a couple of really exciting national championships, yeah. Yeah. What do we think going forward to uh – you know, everybody immediately starts looking at next year. ESPN always puts out a way too early top 25 for the next year. They do that in college football. They do that in college basketball. And those are those are interesting. And in and, and saying way too early, I think one reason it's, it's way too early, which we'll talk about that anyways here in a second, a couple of interesting things to note after that championship before we kind of forecast moving forward. It's interesting that, that Clemson – Clemson teetered on a dangerous line so many times this season to not being where they could win a national championship. Uh, a lot of folks were talking early on. Clemson had such high expectations mm-hmm. after last year. They lost the national championship by five points to Alabama in a high-scoring game. I think it was 45-40. to 40. Uh, And so they, they bring back their quarterback, Deshaun Watson. He's a Heisman contender. They bring back a lot of their offensive and defensive uh, power. And so the expectations were high, and they started the year with a 19-13 win at Auburn. Then they go home, and they beat Troy 30-24 to at home. Really close game. Then they win ACC games by six, seven, and three points. And all everybody, really close. everybody was saying. Margins. Uh, they had a really close call against NC State. Um, that, that could have really affected their season uh, adversely had they lost that game. And then they finally did lose. They lost by one point to Pittsburgh at home in a game that nobody was necessarily calling they could possibly lose mm-hmm. in a 43-42 game that was just not good for them. So they had that one loss. They had the close matchup against State, uh, which – Former ESPN uh, radio guy Colin Cowherd, now I think Fox Sports One uh, radio personality. Yeah. A lot of people don't like him, but he was he was kind of trading barbs this week back and forth with with Dabo Sweeney, uh, Clemson's coach, and he was telling uh, as kind of a comeback at, at some of the barbs that he was uh, throwing at at Clemson and their season. Uh, the coach fought back, and then he said, well, you know what? You were a loss to NC State away from playing in the Outback Bowl. Um, you could have been in a, a bowl that nobody would have cared nearly as much about. And so they did. They, they did kind of teeter on that. But when you look at that, I mean, everybody was saying what's wrong with Clemson, but at the same time, what a season they had. It, there's nothing wrong with winning close games. Mm-hmm. I think you gain some some medal by, by doing that. Uh, your guys learn how to get through adversity. If you just breeze through the whole season and then you have to play Alabama in the last game I think you've got much less of a chance to win that game and so I think their their season the way it actually went and having close games close games against conference and non-conference teams that they maybe should have we thought beat by a wider margin I think that actually helped them I think they were actually the right opponent to play Alabama um, because I think some of those other teams that, that could have played them maybe they breezed through a little bit more in the season and they weren't as good of a matchup so it'll be interesting 
Now, looking at, at Clemson, they their, their quarterback does look like Deshaun Watson. He's going to the NFL after his junior year. Um, they are going to have some losses uh, on offense and defense. So, it'll be interesting to see what they do moving forward. But when you win a national title, we've, we've talked about it before, it's always good for recruiting. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, now people will say, I want to go play at Clemson again. Um, not that they've had a hard time recruiting uh, of late anyways, but that's just going to strengthen them even more. On the other side, Alabama moving forward, they lose a lot from their defense, a lot of players uh, they could have I think there's been talk of many as six or seven first round draft picks off that team a lot of defensive players Um, yeah talking about you know being in the neighborhood of a record for a school in the first round for a number of draft picks Um, so it'll be interesting to see with Alabama with their losses particularly on defense which has been one of their calling cards um, you know, what they're able to do moving forward. They do bring back their quarterback, Jalen Hurts, who was an incredible true freshman. We talked about it in the weeks leading up to the national championship game. The guy was playing high school football last year, <laughs> and he steps in and he immediately, you know, just yeah. has this amazing role with the tide. Um, see what I did there. Roll tide. Um, and so, you know, he'll be back next year uh, unless something, something surprising happens. And, and the other thing for Alabama moving forward, this was Nick Saban's chance to win his fifth national title in eight years at Alabama. He has five titles overall. He had one at LSU as well. So he's still right there. One title away from tying Bear Bryant, who also at Alabama won six and has the most national championship wins by a coach in college football history. So it's amazing every time I think about it. And I'm not a Nick Saban fan personally, uh, his personality um, in the way he approaches the game. Um, but he's successful. And it's amazing to think that, it, say he does get that sixth title, that that the two guys who have six championships college football both in Alabama just incredibly strong tradition there and growing up for me you know late 80s early 90s into the 90s when I started watching college football Alabama was not among the strongest programs in the country so it's interesting perspective for me that I didn't live through the Bear Bryant years and for a long time in my life I didn't understand that Alabama was uh, college football royalty in the grand scheme of things didn't know that Uh, Nick Saban's brought that back and he's taught it to a whole new generation, mm-hmm. and I think that's why the Saban and Bryant conversation is important, um, just because historically it reminds us that Alabama's been really good for a long time, but every program goes through changes yeah. and goes through dry periods when, when they don't win as much, and there's there's rebuilding that has to happen. So I think that's what Alabama's reminded us here in this period, but we can't say Alabama has. Alabama's going to continue to be incredibly strong. The thing, the last thing that I kind of think is, is interesting and kind of bridging us into next season is it has the SEC's dominance changed? I feel like for for five, ten years there, we were talking about Florida, LSU, Alabama, Auburn, the strongest teams in the country. We had one versus two. We had three out of the top five. The matchups always seemed to involve multiple SEC schools. Uh, there was even a year there where Ole Miss and Mississippi State not traditionally the teams that we think about being the strongest in the SEC, were like one and two in the country. And so it seemed like the dominance by the SEC was just – I don't even know how to describe it. It was, it was uh, eyebrow-raising. I don't know. It was, it was mind-blowing how, how strong they were. Um, and then they were sending pro prospects uh, to the NFL like crazy. 
this year it seemed to change. You know, looking looking kind of down through the top ten and the final top ten, there were there were certainly SEC teams that were strong in addition to Alabama, but it seemed like the Big Ten was really uh, the strongest conference this year. And at the end of the year in the final polls, um, you know, you were looking at uh, you know Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan, Wisconsin. They were all in there from the Big Ten. Uh, we had a couple of Pac-12 schools with USC and Washington. Washington was in the college football playoff. Uh, USC had a very exciting, strong comeback in the Rose Bowl. So other conferences seem to take some of that power from the SEC. And so um, it'll be interesting to see, can can some of those other conferences sustain that, or does the SEC kind of rebound and, and, and reclaim that? Um, and so that's one of the things I think to watch going into next year, because a lot of the same teams will be in, in the conversation again. We'll be talking about Alabama. Um, we'll be talking about USC. Their quarterback coming back is, is a sophomore, and he had a record-setting yardage performance and, and I think threw five touchdowns and a huge Rose Bowl comeback. Just just a great season for USC. Washington should be good again. Uh, Florida State may be on the rise in the ACC. Of course, Clemson uh, losing losing some talent there, having to uh, get a new starting quarterback broken in. May have a little bit of a rebuild. And then kind of what, what do Penn State, Ohio State, Wisconsin, and Michigan out of the Big Ten do? Um, Michigan has – has so many player losses that it feels like they might might fall a little bit, but um, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, a lot of folks were posting after the national championship game, Alabama, Clemson. Uh, this was fun. Uh, a lot of Alabama fans uh, that I know were, were posting Alabama and you know, Clemson. Clemson, this has been fun. Can we do it again next year? <laughs> can we do it three straight times? Uh, I, I don't. I don't know that that's happening. I can see Alabama getting back there, maybe a little bit more than Clemson, just based on the personnel that's coming back mm-hmm. uh, and the year in year out recruiting that Alabama does. Uh, but we'll see. That's that's we'll see. that's why we watch, and that's why we watch all throughout the year. Any uh, given Saturday, we're a football culture. <laughs> yeah, we are. Speaking of football. Playoffs in the NFL. Pro playoffs. Uh, we're down to eight teams uh, now. Uh, divisional playoffs coming up. Uh, the wild card weekend was uh, <sighs> muted fun. I, I, I guess that's how I would describe it. Uh, there were some interesting matchups, uh, not necessarily from from my perspective as a fan uh, and not as a big-time fan of any of the teams playing. Um, anything that was just mind-blowing happening in the playoffs. The best matchup was, uh, I would say, the New York Giants and the Green Bay Packers, and the final score was 38-13. to um, the, the game did not seem like a 38-13 to kind of game. It was it was 6 to nothing Giants right, until right before the half. The Packers score a couple touchdowns in the last two minutes of the half, and suddenly they've got all the momentum and they're off. Uh, but even in the second half, it was 21-13, to I believe, at one point, and uh, it looked like it was going to be another classic finish. Uh, Green Bay and the Giants have played some very good games in recent years in the playoffs that one or the other has eventually gone on to the Super Bowl from. So we were expecting a lot out of that game, and, and I don't know that it necessarily delivered, but the Packers certainly have delivered. They've won seven straight games now going back into the regular season, and it was when the Packers were 4-6 and six that Aaron Rodgers, their quarterback, said, we're going to run the table. You know, it's <laughs> okay. We're 4-6, and six, but we're going we're gonna to do this. We're going to win six games. We're going to be 10-6. and six. We'll win the division. We'll get in the playoffs. We'll be just fine. So far, that's been good. This week, they play the, the Cowboys, and I think that's that's an incredible matchup. That that's should be a good game. So exciting. I hope so. 
Uh, and that game will be in Dallas. And it's going to be the red-hot Packers versus the what-are-you-going-to-give-us Cowboys. Um, we've said it all year, rookie running back, rookie quarterback. They've had a lot of success. What do they do in the playoffs? What does this team do when it doesn't have a lot of playoff experience necessarily playing around each other? What do they do after a bye? They didn't have to play last week getting the number one seed. Um, but they do get the home game. And so – you know, I, I tend to, if I want to take a defense out of these two, I take the Packers defense uh, a little bit more, uh, even on the road. But that Cowboys offense has been pretty exciting this year with those rookies. And so that matchup versus Aaron Rodgers is very, very exciting. It's it's the, uh, the exciting matchup of this weekend mm-hmm. by far. Because if you look at, uh, you know, the other game is Falcon Seahawks in the NFC in Atlanta. Um, might be a little more exciting nationally if it were in Seattle, perhaps, because people like to watch the Seahawks at home because they're tough to play. The weather's tough. The crowd's tough. Um, but it's going to be in the Dome there in, in Atlanta. So, you know, I, I don't know. I think that game could go either way. The Seahawks haven't been particularly um, – impressive this year as they have been in other years the falcons kind of flying below the radar no pun intended with falcons they just really have they've been under the radar um so that'll be interesting to see over on the afc side we've got patriots and texans by all indications, you feel like the Patriots, Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, yep. they're going to get it done at home. That'd that, be that surprised. Seems like a, yeah, yeah, that seems like if a bad matchup. Happens. That's the one. If the Texans win that game this weekend, whoever the odds makers are, the betters. They'll have those, to go back and make some more odds. They'll have to go back to recover their losses, I feel they'll like. They'll have to refigure something. That seems, like the, that seems like possibly the safe bet of the playoffs. Um, the Texans' offense has not been good. They were lucky last week that they drew the Oakland Raiders in the in the uh, wild card round because the Raiders have had their own quarterback struggles after Derek Carr was injured. Uh, and, and so, uh, the Texans' offense not good. Texans' defense has been decent, but they're still probably missing their best player, J.J. Watt, who's been injured. Um, and so, I, I completely Patriots on that one. Chiefs uh, Steelers is the fourth matchup, and again, that one's in Kansas City. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see what the Steelers are able to do uh, there in Kansas City. And uh, what day is that on? Oh, you know, gosh. Right they're Saturday, Sunday, okay, and I'd, so, I'd have to uh, look back at the I think there's matchups. a nice storm coming to Kansas City. The weather's supposed to be interesting, uh, which, you know, Pittsburgh, when it comes to dealing with interesting weather, they're, they're not going to be strangers to that. So, True. you know, at least it's not the Miami Dolphins <laughs> or something yeah. like that going. They had to play in Pittsburgh last right. week. Uh, the cold was probably not their best friend. I don't know that that's exactly what you could blame on their loss. Uh, they've got quarterback issues as well um, with injuries, but... But, uh, yeah, Steelers, Steelers Chiefs, uh, that that and Cowboys-Packers, those are the two games that I'm most interested in this weekend. Um, so it would be interesting to see who comes out of that. I mean, you know, all year we've been talking about can we get a Cowboys-Patriots Super Bowl um, where you've got kind of the young guys versus versus Tom Brady, the, the old man at this point, mm-hmm. uh, looking for his fifth Super Bowl, which, you know, we're talking about Bear Bryant and Nick Saban setting records. Brady would be the first quarterback to win more than four Super Bowls. So wow. that would be exciting. Sure. Um, but at this point uh, – Packers Patriots sounds incredibly exciting. If the Packers could win, you know, two more games and run their win streak to nine going in, it seems like it's often the case in the NFL that the team that is hot and is winning games at the end of the regular season and into the playoffs, that's the team that you, you kind of want to jump on the back of going mm-hmm, in. Mm-hmm. And personally, as a Panthers fan, it's it's easy to watch these playoffs because there's no pressure. You know, whatever happens, I'm just enjoying yeah. enjoying the yeah, football. Yeah, because yeah, you don't the Panthers aren't there, so you just enjoy the football. Yeah, right? just you know, I, I it's hard as a fan not to, to in any given game have somebody that I'm pulling for, yeah. but it's it's a lot less pressure. Yeah, it sure is, a lot less stress. Um, yeah. 
do we have time? You want to take a look at some what's going on in college basketball? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And it won't take us long. Uh, just kind of a couple of couple of closing thoughts from college basketball here as we kind of get into the conference season. Um, one note that that ties to us here at Gardner Webb University uh, is uh, Coach Chris Holtman, and uh, he's now head coach at Butler. He was here for several years as our head coach, uh, and he moved on to Butler, was an assistant, and then got an opportunity to be the head coach. And they've been in the top fifteen in the country, uh, Butler here. And congratulations to Coach Holtman and his staff for defeating number one Villanova here recently. A huge win for them. I believe they played Creighton uh, last night, actually, and that was a top 10, top 15 matchup uh, as well. So they're in that national conversation, as Butler has been for the last five or ten years. Uh, People probably have already forgotten just five years ago or so, they played in two straight national championship games. They lost to Duke and they lost to Connecticut. And that was when Brad Stevens was their coach. That was before Coach Holtman was there. But he kind of set the table. And so it's such a wonderful opportunity for Coach Holtman there at Butler. And it's a lot of fun to see them in that national conversation. And, And me personally, Having been around him a little bit and and knowing his connections to Gardner Webb, when I see his name mentioned, when I see him talking in the national media, when I see him pop up on social media, it's exciting to say, "Hey, I know that guy." Yeah, congratulations. Sure. You know, it's just 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 a fun mm-hmm. thing. Um, the other other two interesting things of note, uh, kind of as we close out from college basketball, Baylor this week uh, became number one in the country in college basketball for the first time ever, uh, and they immediately turned around and went to West Virginia and lost by twenty points <laughs> as number one in the country. Now West Virginia, I think, was also ranked. They're they're not not a, not a bad team, right? But when you're number one in the country, you're celebrating the chance to be that for the first time ever, and you go on the road and you lose by twenty points. Twenty points, and it's you know kind of just smacked back down to earth. Um, that's that's harsh. That's yeah, that's that hard pretty, for them. That's they, harsh. they won't be number one next week because no. when you lose, they were undefeated, I believe, too at that point. And when you lose, you're gonna you're gonna fall down no matter yes. no matter who you are. Uh, and talking about no matter who you are. Blue Bloods in college basketball history, uh, can't, teams like Kansas, UCLA, Kentucky, Duke, UNC, all those teams that historically have the biggest fan bases, uh, have the biggest winning traditions, the winningest programs of all time, all of those programs are kind of in the national conversation, at least in the top 10, top 15 this season. And it'll be interesting to see as the season goes on, are, are any of those programs uh, ones that can start to, to play each other as we get into the NCAA tournament? Um, I think you know, uh, folks love an underdog. I'm um, talking about Butler playing in the national championship games. People, fans love to latch onto that, uh, particularly if they're not uh, that underdog is not trying to take down your team. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's exciting, but I think when teams like all of those, uh, you know, UCLA's, Dukes, Carolinas, Kansas, Kentucky, Indiana, when they're winning, uh, those huge traditions, those huge alumni bases, those huge fan bases, I think that that just makes more people tune in. And so I think you know the ratings for games should be better, uh, the interest should be better uh, surrounding all those games as we get later into the season. So it'll be interesting to see which one one of those teams can hang on and continue to play really well um there's not a a team in the country that is far and away better than anybody else so i think we're going to have a really exciting conference season and as we get into march madness we'll we'll talk about that a little bit more but some interesting things and poor baylor (laughs) you know it just hit me march madness not that far away we're here in the middle of january and if you want to, you know, conference tournament time will begin by the beginning of March, and, and mm-hmm. some of the conferences we're six weeks away. We're not, we're not far at all. No, when college football's championship happens, we're close to, to March Madness. 
From the campus of Gardner-Webb University here in Boiling Springs, North Carolina, that's it for this week's Big Sports Fan. If you got any questions or comments, email us, info, I-N-F-O, at wgwg.org.